That's a good... <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> and welcome to the Blue or Broad Show. It's Here, the 3rd of April, 2023. <laughs> and we've just come off a win against the GWS Giants. Oh, yes. I've got Paul Sebastiani with me. Good evening to you, Paolo. Very good evening to you, sir. How are you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lately the uh, the conversations before I go live with you and Pommy just yeah <laughs> just get me going. It's um no, it's great, it's great. We're well and truly into the season now. There's, yeah. We're here. This is us now. This yep. is us in our natural habitat. Yep, everyone's uh, everyone's checked in their Mikeys. Everyone's checked in their train tickets, and we're all aboard. Uh, we're all aboard the Baggers Express at the moment. So uh, yeah. All uh, all stations on the way to uh, on the way to September. That's our yeah. that's our final destination. That's right. So tonight yep. on the agenda, we're going to talk about round three. We're going to get yes. through it. We're going to move on from it. We're going to talk a bit about some contract news that started to pop Ooh. off. If if those of you in the audience aren't Ooh. aware, there is an update imminent. So stay tuned for that. We've yes. got injury news. We've got uh, tribunal news. We've yep. got. We've got a big Good Friday to to uh, to prepare for. We've got the yep. reserve to get through, and then we've got the almost Blues Brothers at eight PM. So oh, we man. are we are rolling. Oh, and I'm just going to preface this by saying, every week the jumper punch, we get the preview in. Tonight is no doubt. Tonight the preview for the jumper punch is the greatest of all of them. So yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. By the greatest of all of them. Well, close to it, but uh, yeah, uh, you, you will like what's what's on offer. I think there will be a, there will be a few jaws dropping around the nation uh, towards the back end of this program, which is uh, which is very exciting, very exciting. Yes. Rocco and Vince, after big them two up, they they have done they have done a phenomenal job with the show over the last you know sort of two two and a half years. It's just been incredible what they've been able to do um with regards to the player interviews so you, you'll see it again later in the show tonight uh but they, they've they've worked wonders they've been amazing yeah they have yeah they have well i'm gonna be on time tonight i'm gonna yes, make sir. Sure right so let's begin round yes. three against the giants we do it every week those of you playing along at home first of all good evening to all of you thanks for joining Very thank you to the members of the channel if you're on youtube you will see people's names in green what that means is they're members of the channel so thank you so much for those of you who support yep. who invest in the channel and allow it to grow to where it has mm -hmm. also we we are officially on the home stretch to ten thousand subscribers i have not really been one i try my best not to look too much into the numbers but there are certain numbers that <laughs> look good and 10k is one of them yes and yeah we've got a little over 900 to go so if you're not subscribed, which from my data, I can see 41% of the viewers are not subscribed. So if you are not subscribed, just hit the button. Come on. Uh, yeah, there will be and, a big... And if you subscribe, if you subscribe, you get that 17% discount at Schnitz Northland. Correct. It's a win Mate, for everyone. That's it. That's it. It's a win for everyone. And if this channel... 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's only the beginning, uh, obviously, but um, I will flag it now. I think it'll happen in a couple of months based off how quickly we get subscribers. Um, but once we get to 10K, which I'm pretty sure it'll be this season, there will be a big-ass giveaway. So the sooner we get there, 
the more each and every one of you get an opportunity to win this prize, which <laughs> I'm formulating right now, but I promise you it'll be the biggest prize we've ever given away here. So nice. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a 10k for 10k like what Cartman doing 100k for 100k if we get there before the season's done that'd be great i'm gonna go visit the bank and see what they say <laughs> the great southern bank <laughs> the great southern bank mate oh dear we have a new member a returning member chris lang thank you very much mate welcome welcome all right guys yes good evening Three words for those of you playing along at home. Three words to summarize round three while Paolo goes over goes yep. over it. Paul, what happened? My my three words are bank the win. Yep. Whether it's Commonwealth, Westpac, NAB, A and Z, Bendigo Bank, doesn't matter who you bank with, just bank the win. Get it in there, deposit it, earn the interest for the back end of next year, and away we go. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game. Uh, obviously, uh, I thought our first quarter was was horrible, to be honest. Uh, and what I liked was the adjustment after quarter time. Uh, we we had a decent second term. We had a very good third term, aside from the finishing. Few icky moments in the first half of the fourth term, where I thought we just didn't seem to be at the races. But uh, we we found an extra sort of gear. And we ended up kicking the last two goals, albeit one was a bit of a gift. But ultimately, what you've got to do is you've got to get field territory. You've got to put yourself into a position to win the game. And that's what we did. And and uh, we had some blokes find find another gear when they, when they needed to. Uh, Charlie and Harry, they obviously didn't have the greatest of days in front of goal. But uh, Charlie made it his moment, took a great mark uh, and, and ended up kicking the sealer. So I was very... Very pleased with the result. I don't think that the performance was one of grit and determination and it needed to be because we sort of kept them in the game. But I'm just very happy with where we're at at the moment. I'm a lot more comfortable with where we're with where we are at uh, after three rounds this season uh, and leading into the rest of the season. I feel like we've really managed the team well uh, in the first three rounds, which, which really excites me for the back end of 2023. So I don't want to look too far ahead, but... Yeah, I think we've added a real layer of of doggedness and 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 grittiness in this team that I don't think is it's not really associated with Carlton over the last ten to fifteen years, is it? Uh, and we've been able to ultimately win two tightish games, so that'll give them belief going forward into the year. Yeah, I was saying this off air, and I, I need to check myself because I, I was calm and, and all of that. Yeah, but I find myself. In the first few rounds, I find mm. myself ready for a capitulation, and I shouldn't. I should stay in the moment, and I shouldn't think of the past and all of that. Mm. But the truth is, I I, I do. I, I kind of wait to see how they're going to try and capitulate, which yeah. is unfair. Um, and I was, I was going to ask you, where do you sit on the form of the first few weeks? Are you positive that we've added layers into our game that we're going to get better at, or are you on the side of the fence that says yeah, we've won ugly, but we're going to get found out if we keep doing this and this and this. Uh, no, I don't agree. I don't agree with that sentiment that we're going to get found out or anything like that because if we were, we already would have been. I think it's three yeah. rounds in. We've we've had Voss now for, what, a year and a half, basically, and if teams had figured... I mean, every team gets figured out eventually. It's just a matter of, you know, can you, you know, just tweak a few little things here and there to, to, to tactically get the upper hand on your opponent as well. So... Uh, 
no, I, I think I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in a really good spot. Uh, and and I'm not too big on. Oh, you've got to belt teams by 10 to 15 goals. This team's not good, so you've got to win by 100. Like, it's not – I just want to see them get into this mode of uh, just go out there and not, – not just go out there and get the win, but go out there – just have some pride in your performance, which mm. I think is what we've seen the first three weeks as well. And I actually think our ceiling is a lot higher this year as well. I think we've got so much improvement to come, so much improvement. And it's not a case of, oh, geez, we could be better. Uh, I think they know that they can go to that, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh gear when they need to. But you can't, you can't peak too early, Tez. And that that's just been a big thing for me as well. The best teams are set to peak at the right time. Manage your team early, bank the wins as early as possible, and then set yourself up for a nice attack towards the back end of the season. Which ultimately, I think last year we were grasping and hanging on. I don't see that this year. This year just feels feels a lot different. We've rotated Kennedy rotated Hewitt, uh, and and the squad seems to be nice and stable as well. So, again, look, p- percentage won't matter if you bank the wins, and ultimately that's what you've got to do. Wins before percentage is is my yeah. my shtick. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I Start of the season, I made it really clear in my mind, I want to see a month of footy before I kind of make any declarations. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got to shout out the back line. As a, as a collective, yeah. the yeah. back line, yeah. there is a, a doggedness about them. There is a determination mm. about them. And I think overall there is a there is an emotional maturity about them. The forward mm. line, we're going to get to that because there's a bit there. There's a bit on. There's a, mm. bit, there's a bit that I'm probably mm. not concerned. It's just they're probably just lacking what the other lines on the field already have been able to do. Maybe that's just a continuity thing. But yeah. – yeah, I don't see us getting too high or too low so far in the first few games. Yeah, yeah, I think the the forward line as well, especially in this round three game, you've just got to be smarter, especially the two talls. Like Harry and Charlie were just Harry was just all at sea uh, in in that game, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't really like his game, but you know how much I love him. He's, he's my favourite player at the club, but. Uh, I think he just needs to be a lot more intelligent and those two tall forwards need to begin to lead away from each other and actually isolate themselves to give themselves the best chance of of, of marking uh, and, and actually causing damage to the opposition too. So it, it was, I think, and you, you know how big I am on, on setup. And when I say setup, when, when I mean setup by the team you put out there, the conditions you're playing in, who you're playing against, our strengths versus their weaknesses, their strengths versus our weaknesses. And I think from from that regard, like it was, we're a high retentive ball team. You know that that's what we like to do. And in those conditions, like it's just sloppy. The execution wasn't there because the ground was ripped up and it was muggy and it was wet. And you just you just can't, you can't play perfect football in those conditions. And you're not going to always play perfect football. Up to a certain point, we did. I thought we played it brilliantly in the third term, but we just weren't able to capitalize. And it was very similar to the St Kilda game last year, where you kind of knew we, we we weren't we were kind of at the races from an application point of view after quarter time because they had to flick the switch, and I love Paddy Cripps's um, quarter time address. I thought that was great, and that really clicked them into gear. But again, I mean, like if we're looking back at that and saying, you know, our oh, execution needs to improve, I think it does to a certain extent. But the, the setup was just not great. The conditions just didn't suit us, but we still got the job done, and that's what it's about. Yeah. Look, there were a lot of them. We spoke about it on the play ratings last night. There were a lot of them who didn't use the ball well. 
some of our really senior players. I think Cripps and Doherty didn't go at a very high clip, but it it it. What I was still pleased with was the willingness to take that that kick or yeah. the willingness yeah. to make that play. In yeah. round one, we were yeah. all a little bit critical that we might have played a little too safe. Yep. Um, whether that yep. was Richmond's doing or whether that was us yep. not being able to really find the kick or find that play. Mm-hmm. And I know that there were some skill execution errors, but I, I was pleased that they were coming in a in a situation where if that kick comes off, we're off, off to the races. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. The the D50 to midfield, I was I was okay with, but mid to four, I actually looked at it. I'm like, do we really have 29 scoring shots? I, I felt like we were running at six and a half or seven out of ten of our best. Mm. Uh, we still yeah. were able to generate opportunities. So that's yeah. that's where I'm positive. That's where I'm I'm really optimistic. No, I agree, I agree with that. And it's not and and this is what I also said after round one as well is that that the it's not major surgery with what we're doing it's just it's just creasing out the you know just just ironing out the creases and just chipping away at the edges as well and just trying to refine everything i, I think these next couple of weeks are going to be refined mode as yeah. we hit that middle patch to to back end of the season as well so you know and that, and that doesn't mean that you you shouldn't be putting in strong performances that's that's not what that means that that means that there are certain aspects of the game that we need to just continue to work on again that mid to forward connect uh, taking off and biting off those kicks with intent from the back line to to the midfield and 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 further up the ground as well. So, look and and I think what I liked about Vossi's presser after the game is that when these other guys are down, that we are not heavily reliant on, but reliant on to a certain degree from a structure point of view, from an output point of view. Who are the guys underneath them that are going to say, okay, well it might not be Harry's day, it might not be Charlie's day. Weedering and Youngy might be a little bit down, but what are the blokes underneath them and beside them going to do to? to lift that extra 10% that we might be missing from those blokes. And we saw that on the weekend. And we we, we haven't we didn't see that in big moments last season, which is good. I think it's another part of our development and another part of another part of this squad and and, and club that really needs to to continue to grow. Yeah. I think it was 12 minutes 54, say 13 minutes to go. I think Brent Daniels puts the Giants yeah, in front. Yeah. But were you and ever really worried when he did? No, no, no. I was never, yeah. even though I was frustrated yeah. and waiting for the capitulation, there yeah. was an underlying, yeah. we're going to win this game. Yes. We're probably going to make it ugly for ourselves and we could have yes. put it away early, but at no yes. point did I genuinely believe we were going to lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I was in the same boat as well. I think in the heat of the moment and, and in the emotion of it all, you, you kind of, you know, it's your head's in your hands and you're like, oh God, here we go again. But then, the response after that was was pretty was pretty not 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 absolutely convincing, but but enough to just go there and say, all right, lads, we've got the four points. Let's focus on the next day. Let's celebrate the win. Focus on the next day. Have the best recovery you can after round three. Have the best next training session you can after round three, and then let's attack the rest of the season. So uh, again, what did we have to do up in GWS at Giant Stadium? What did we have to do when we arrived there? Win. Did That's we do it. that? Yes. Was it ugly? Yes. Who cares? Move. It's done. Need, we've got, I don't know, 13 to 14 to 15 wins is what we need to be in a really strong position to win a flag. That's just going to be one of one of them. That's it. That's yep. just, yeah. yeah. So, you ain't going to win by, you ain't going to win by five to 10 goals every week, mate. It doesn't happen. No, no. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, yeah. We'll go through some votes 
and then I want to talk about some emerging storylines that all of us are picking up. So yes. those of you playing along at home, three, two, and one, give yep. us your votes in the comments. I'll put them up on screen. I'll read some of them out. Steffi Degani, she's a member of the Blue Abroad YouTube she channel. She wasn't a member before. Wow. She was not a member before. That's a disgrace. <laughs> That's thanks, a Steffi. disgrace. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Steffi. It only took you how long? Five years? 17% off at Schnitz Northeast. <laughs> All the way from Dubai. <laughs> All the way from Dubai. Yeah, we'll send uh we'll send over a flight. Yeah. Drop off the um, drop off the schnitzels. All right. So votes. Paolo, yep. what did you do? What did you, how did you, you go have, with yours? You could have you could have raffled off the three between Cripper and Newman. I went with Cripps, uh the three, two to Newman and uh one to uh Jack Silvani. I thought he was fantastic on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to get you to give me an honorable mention as well. Uh, I went, I, I rewarded Nick Newman. Just love it. Love when it. You talk about a job and you do your job. Love it. Like there's, there's just executing your job. I look at a guy like maybe yeah. Lockie Cow and I thought he just did his job on the day. Nothing, nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. But Newman yeah. not only did his job, he dominated. And you got to remember, he, it's not the first time he's played on Toby Green. He's yep. had some some nights where it hasn't gone his way. So to see his development in mm. that matchup and to play mm. at that level defensively and then hurt him offensively, mate, I just want to give him full praise. And yep. he's, a, he's a guy that just doesn't get it because he just doesn't play a really sexy role. No, it's not. Uh, there's no glitz and glam with him. Uh, but I tell you what, his numbers would suggest he is. Uh, I loved yep. his game on the weekend. I, I've loved his season, yep. really. He's, uh, he's ever reliable. Is what he is. He is. He is. So Newman the three, Kripa, Kripendaki. He got the two. Um, yep. And Doc got the one. I thought he and Doc played a game where, hey, all right, they, they, I think they both had seven clangers, but the willpower yep. and the leadership yep. to just get it right in the fourth quarter and yep. put behind them whatever they had done in the first few quarters, mm. it's, it's something we've been critical of both of them. Mm. Both of them we've been critical about their ability to lead and mid-quarter make adjustments and lift. And I thought they both did that. Um, and that's why yep. I gave them the two and the one. Yeah, I can completely agree. Uh Doc's Doc moving on the Doc moving on the ball, I think really helped us out as well. Uh and I, I like him in that position. because uh, sometimes we can we can fluff around with it too much around stoppage as well. And he just adds another, I think he just adds another dynamic layer to, to the contest as well. Sometimes you just need to get the bloody thing out of there and gain field territory. And that's what he does. Uh, so I thought he was great. Uh, honorable mention. Uh, I have to give it to Blake Akers. Uh, he played really sore. Uh, geez, he was good. He's been good for the, he's been good for the last two weeks. Loved his fortnight. His fortnight has been sensational. Really, really yeah. liked him. Yeah. He's shown a, a toughness. Yeah, uh, and he's shown a physicality that I I, I did not know about his game. Mm. I did not know that that was a feature of his game. Mm. I obviously haven't watched much of him uh, previously. I caught a bit of him towards the end of last year when there was a bit of talk that we would be looking at him, and I was impressed. But I did not realize how hard he is, and also he's one ninety one centimeter. He's a big yeah, boy. boy. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy. Uh, He's not small, uh, yeah. and uh, he's he's a genuine winger, uh, and that's what we're crying out for in the off season. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you actually go out and address your needs, eh? <laughs> rather than going out and getting a name. It's true. 
Mm. It's true. My honorable mention is going to go to a guy who I think, well, firstly, I want to address Doc into the middle because I think we as fans sometimes get caught up in trying to lock someone to do something for four quarters. And that's yeah. what his position is. Yeah. I love the fact that we can play Doc in the midfield for a quarter as opposed to yeah. four quarters. Yeah. I think yeah. I actually, I like that idea moving forward personally more than what I like the idea of him being a full-time mid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I think I think it it leaves you open with options, which is, yeah. which is great as a club. You know, it's not. I think you need to have you need to have defined roles that that players have. But his defined role might be okay. Well, today your role is halfback, and then your role in this quarter might be okay. Well, we need to make a few switches, and we need to we need to turn you into an on baller uh, for, for this amount of time. So, and that that's up to coaches to get it tactically right. They need to assess what's going on in the game. Okay. Are we getting done at clearances. Are we not, are we not getting field territory from our clearances? Are we not getting enough depth of entry to forward 50 from our center clearances and our stoppage clearances? All right, Doc, get on the ball. Fisher, maybe get on the ball. Someone else get on the ball. So uh, it's nice to have those options. So uh, yeah, I, again, and, and I was singing his praises last season. And I think most of us were when he moved into the midfield towards the back end when we needed him. Uh, and it's nice. And the best teams have seven to eight rotations that they can run through the midfield. And it, and I think it just it adds to the numbers we can get through there, which is good. Yeah, for sure. My honourable mention, I had one and then you're all mentioning sauce in the comments. Yes, Jack Silvani, well done. Yeah. But I... I think we all we all were 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 really proud of Jack's efforts and gave him praise. I saw yep. a guy on the weekend play a game who got a bit of criticism. I think people have an expectation of him being mm-hmm. something else, and they're just failing to realize that he does the basics more often than not. And that's Adam Chera. Like okay. I, I understand yeah. that he. Yeah. I, I think we're getting caught up into the mentality of while she's gone, we need Adam Chera to become this great big thing. So yeah, this was put in my mind at the end of the Geelong game the week before. He had a contest. He collided with Tanner Bruin, got a cut to the eye. And I remember thinking, I don't really remember Chera really putting his head like in that yeah, position yeah. too often. And then I look at his game on the weekend. He's had his 28. He's had his 20, 15 of them contested. I, I just think he's doing the tough stuff more than what people are giving him credit for. And mm-hmm. I think he's just doing the simple things. And I find the best, the better players in the league are the ones that just continue to do those simple things. And yes, he's not gaining a whole lot of meterage with his kicking. And that's maybe why we need Doc in the middle at the end. I understand that. But I just think he's been consistent. He hasn't blown the roof off the place, but I, I actually think he's coming along nicely. Don't need to blow the roof off the place. No. You don't need to do it. It's it's You just go in there and do the role that you need to do. And there's actually a really interesting article that came out uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. It might have been in The Age. I think the journalist was Andrew Wu. I think it might have mm-hmm. been him. Uh, just search it up. Just type in Adam Chera, The Age. Just read the article. Really, really intriguing read. Uh, he, he mentioned, I think, during a training session, I don't know if it was in season, it might have been pre-season, where he was given the, the blue bib. I think the orange team in training is like the first team and the blue bib is like your seconds. Uh, and Chera was saying, you know, oh, the blue team usually gets belted in training because the orange team are the first, and he got relegated to the blue team. I think there was a, a couple of contests in training where he, I think he might have belted Cripps, got into a bit of a into a into a tiff with some teammates, and uh, I think maybe that was the changing not changing of the guard, but it might have been a bit of a penny drop moment for him to suggest that okay, 
well, now's my time. Not not to not to shine, but to say, all right, I'm here. I'm here to do a job, regardless of what pick I got picked up at. And look, people, I think people expect a lot more because of what we've given up for him, and yeah. that, that's that's fine. And and I, I agree with it too, because the expectation is is that you know you are going to get 28 to 30 a week and have a big influence on the contest, but. I think if you strip it back and you go back and do the basics right every single week, you eventually are going to have a big influence on the contest, aren't you? Correct. And also, it's not like he hasn't performed in big games for us. His round 23 game yeah. last year was huge, exceptional. Yeah, enormous. You know? enormous. And this yeah. is the point here. Wildy says it here. He's grown his game. He's tougher at the Blues than what he was at Frio. I totally agree. He's yeah. becoming a tougher player. And he's, oh, is he 22 or is he 23? 23, he's, I think. 23. Yeah, 23. He's, still, he's got 10 years in him. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you know, and, and I, lo I love that we have the option to rotate him and Doc yes. in that halfback role. It's a fantastic thing to have, I think. Uh, you know, you can rotate in play as well. So uh I think it's uh I think I think it's a really good thing to have in that team. And and they're they're not like for like, but position they can both they can both handle midfield and and uh and halfback as well, which is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. So, storylines. Yeah, three games in. Uh, let's try and like, what are you seeing, Paul? You guys at home watching mm -hmm. high level. What are you summarizing? What are you seeing after three games? Or maybe if you want to call out something you noticed in the, in the, the round three game as well. But what are some of the storylines that you think are emerging? Uh, from an individual perspective, I had just from this game, I had Silvani sends message. Yep. Uh, which which I really really liked. Uh, not not a personal or it it wasn't a vendetta type message like oh look at me. It was more no nah, I'm I'm here to stay. This is my role. The half forward role is mine. And and we had the argument on on the jumper punch uh, last week or the week before about Silvani and what his role is at the club. And he needs to just be held into that half forward role. Like I, and I said it a couple of weeks ago when you and I went 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 uh, went went live on Monday. I think a fortnight ago. I don't yep. want to see him in the ruck. I'm over it. Like it just it, no more, no more. Leave him at high half forward. Let him be the hit up. Let him be the outlet, and just leave him there because that's his role. Uh, and and he plays it well when he is given the opportunity to play that role for the majority of the game. So leave him there. Uh, fr from an overall team perspective, I think the story is this year is that top four is 110 percent on the agenda. And what does top four mean? Flags, baby. Of course. <laughs> what are we here for? That's right. That's right. What are we here for? We finished ninth. Yeah. And we're here to win a flag. We're here to win flat ags. Plural. We're not we're not here to do anything else. We're not here to, you know, like all the social causes and all that. Great, whatever. We're here to win premierships. That's what this club is built on. That's what this fan base is built on. That's what these players want. That's what our coach wants. That's what our president wants. That's what our CEO is there for. We're here to win premierships. Yep. That's it. And we can do it. What are we now? Third, third or second favorite to win it? You know, why not? Like, I mean, this, you know, the, the teams that finished outside the eight last year alongside of us, no, there is no team there that is going to, there's no team that's going to scoot past us based on talent. And, and application and output. I'm sorry, there just isn't. There, there isn't. And if there is, I'd be really disappointed and shocked. But I think in the complexity of the season, the way we've managed it in the early parts, if we continue to do this as the season goes on, I mean, there's no there's, there's no way known that we couldn't finish inside the top four. So I, I don't know what the 
I don't know what the fear is behind that and actually putting that into the ether. So just go along with it, I say. Why not? Yeah. Fair. Fair. Some of the storylines here in the comments. The back six is officially a fortress. Yep. I like that. I like yep. that. They're a good team down there. Yep. Carlton managing the playing group properly this year. Spot on. Kennedy yeah. would probably Correct. have played last year. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it would have been by necessity, though, because we have no one yeah. else. You're down to 22, 23 blokes, and what are you training with? What are you going to do, train 12 on 12? You know, how can you keep the standards up as well? That That's the big thing, too. So I think from from that point of view as well, last year was a and, – and Voss continued to allude to this as well. Last year was a – walked into the club. These blokes are not up to it. I need to push them to their – I need to push them to breaking point. Need to push them to breaking point, and then this year is is the year where we just taper it back a bit and say, okay, I know what you guys are capable of up to a certain point. This is your capacity. This is where we need to reach. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, turning into leaders. Speaking of, so this is one of my storylines that I'm, I've noticed over the first few weeks. Yes, um, I hate to go individual, but like whatever. Patrick Cripps has turned another corner in his development. And there's yep. a real – I think I've seen him in seasons gone by where we've we've asked him to be a bit demonstrative at times, not for the sake of being demonstrative, but just to turn yeah. the page on on yeah. the the severity of the way his body language is. Yep. The way he brought him in at quarter time, I think yeah. after the game against Geelong, so he brought them all in. They had like all, their, all the, the media was there. He brings him into the change rooms. They have a players-only meeting just mm-hmm. to stem stem the, the hype. And I'm watching – Oh, it's too early to call, but like it's just a bit of Voss. It's just it's mm. starting to rub off the willingness, you know. It's just starting to rub off, and I'm noticing the maturity of the way he speaks. Uh, maybe the Brownlow does something as well. Maybe that's that's maybe. a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But he is really, really evolving another layer in in the way he carries himself, and I love to see it. Controlled aggression is what it is at the moment. He's not going yeah. over the top. It's just. It's that look that says, boys, we, we know we are good up to a certain point, but we need to get better and continue to get better. You know, and and, and he's he's carrying him, he's carrying them on, not carrying them on his shoulders, but I feel like they've all sort of come alongside him now, if yep. that makes sense. It's not uh he, he is leading the way, like he's the man in the front, but I, I feel like they've just become a little bit closer to him up on his curtails, if that makes sense, rather than him you know, dragging a one-kilometre-long chain and picking everybody up behind him, which is what he's had to do in previous seasons. So, you know, that the 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 floor is is becoming a lot, you know, it's becoming, it's getting closer to the ceiling, if that makes sense. There's a few of them that are like that. There's a, there's a yeah. few of them that are raising yeah. the standard of their, all right, might not be your game, but there's a few of them in this team now that are raising the standard of what their not-so-great performance looks like. Yeah, yeah. But they had to. Mm-hmm. They had to, you know, and I think we saw it. I think we did see it in the last two games of 2022 when we were out in our feet and both Melbourne and Collingwood were sort of gearing up for a decent crack at a flag. Uh, and and we were there, we were there, we were there, we were there. And then we just, you know, the, the back end just fell out, unfortunately. So I think now it's just a case of, you know, the standards and expectations increase and with that comes added pressure and, and you either sink or swim either way. And at the moment, it looks like we're we're doing pretty well. There's a sense of, I think the big thing out of, I think from the club and the fan base is that it, it's 
it's really quiet at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not, oh, geez, Carlton can win the flag. Carlton can win the flag. It's not, it's not that up in lights. It's no, nah, these lads are doing what they've, what they're supposed to be doing. And we'll just continue to build as it goes on. Yeah. I think we've stuck well, under the radar a little bit, just a little bit. For sure. For sure. Well, the club, like it or not, has turned a leaf and we're moving into a into being an, a values-led club. It's yes. all over. You go to the club, you go to the yep. cafe, you see the menus yep. on the on the tables, the five or yep. six values are there. Humility is one of them. I was there, Huge. I was there last week and I saw Huge. it. And I'm like, you know yep. what? Yep. We are traditionally the arrogant Carlton football club and yep. fuck the rest. And da, 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 yep. da, da, we'll just pay our way and we'll do whatever the fuck we want because we're Carlton and whatever. Yep. Yep. There's a there is a humility around the club. Um, yep. that can sometimes be interpreted as being soft, but we no. needed to humble ourselves yes. before we could actually evolve. That's why I personally yep. believe the previous rebuild failed because fundamentally at the top, there was still the inkling of the arrogance and the standards weren't there. And there was an assumption that we would just get it done because we're Carlton. Yep. There is a humility around the group. Um, you know whether you whether you subscribe to this or not. Like I don't really fear our boys getting in themselves into a situation like what I see some of the other clubs and some of their players getting into, because mm-hmm. there's there's a real family vibe around the place. A lot of the boys are now starting to have children, their fathers. So naturally, there's just a level of maturity that's taking place, and mm. it's starting to show. It's it, for yeah. me, it's starting to show. Well, the humility side of things and. I understand why. <clears throat> pardon me. I understand why the arrogance of Carlton comes out. Sixteen flags, blah 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 blah. Whatever, right? What has Carlton achieved in twenty years that they have to be arrogant about? Name me one thing. One thing. What have we achieved in two decades that we can proudly put our chest out with and have our shoulders up and strut about with? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So. And this has been the problem with board, with fans, with the club for 20 years, is that they have two rear view mirrors. They have the rear view mirror up here and they've got the two on the side that they just continually look back at. Oh, we've got 16 flags. We're Carlton. We can be as arrogant as we want. We've won it all. We've done it all. We've done nothing in the last 20 years. Hmm. Check your ego. Check your ego. That's the one thing that we've needed to do. And that's the one thing that you have to do in order to realise that you're not good enough yet. Yeah. And we are not, right? Oh, yeah. Because we've done nothing and the club's done nothing for 20 years. And to hang on to the success of the past and put that on yourself and say, oh, this is my club, this is what I'm involved with, this is what I'm part of. No, you're not part of it. You haven't done it. Unless you've actually done it, how can you have the arrogance you can't mm. because you've actually done nothing. It's it's not it's not arrogance and ignorance if there is evidence to back it up. And the reason why people say it's Carlton arrogance is because we've done nothing for twenty years. That's why. And mm-hmm. people go, oh, "You're you're arrogant." Oh, why are you arrogant? Because you've done nothing for twenty years, and and you still tell me how good you are. We've been horrible for two decades. Yeah. So check your ego. Love that Cookie's done that, and we go. Yeah. Simple as that. And look look what Mikel Arteta has done with Arsenal. I know I keep going back to that, Rod, and I'm an Arsenal man, but the first thing he always says after a win, celebrate it, humble. That's It's all he said this year, be humble, be humble, be humble. 
the wins happen, celebrate it in the moment. The next day, you know what we do? Recovery, training, recovery, training. Be better the next day. That's what it's all about. Yeah. There's another underlying theme over the first three weeks, and that is our fitness and our ability to run out games. Yep. Don't watch us in the last three weeks and think that we slowed down in the fourth. I think we've I think we're running out games a bit better yep. overall. Uh, I think yep. we'll see. Give it a few more weeks, but the way we've finished games and the way we've closed it out, uh, I'm going to give some credit to Mr. Russell and the fitness regime and the commitment because <laughs> uh, he is one that is uh, an easy target when injuries come. Yes. Uh, I think, and I think by yeah. the same token, there needs to be consistency. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from the way that we've run out games. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fair point. Uh, I think I think playing smarter football and having a structure and system that doesn't that doesn't have to be that that isn't horrible and means that you've got to sprint back, you know, ridiculous amounts of meterage and, and kilometers to be able to make up for a poor and inadequate system is is what we're seeing, I think, now. So the system holds up. You've just got to be smarter with your running patterns and can not conserve energy, but 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 balance it out to a point where you are running on top of the ground late in the game too. So but but there's also a point in time where you know you're going to be stuffed in the back end of a game and that's where you have to manage it well. And whether that's managing it by, you know, going out and slowing the game down. I think there's one thing too, like slowing the game down, but still being able to score. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's what the best teams do. Yeah, no doubt. And that's a piece that, look, make no mistake, there's still a lot of area of improvement. 39 tackles for a game, that's just not us. That's not us anywhere near our best. Three tackles inside 50, that's going to have to improve as well. Yep. So it's, it's not to yep. get too excited. I think I'm just... A little bit more. Last year, it was new. Last year, it was like, oh, finally, we're starting the season with some wins. And, you know, yep. it just we hadn't seen it. You know, this year, I'm I'm a little bit more reserved. I'm excited, but also get me to 14 wins, 15 wins, and then I'll lose it completely and then just completely, you know, dive in headfirst into yep. whatever yep. this all is. You know? Well, I mean, you need to set up your year to a point where you're at the best possible you're at the best possible point to win a flag and and that's getting into the top four. And yeah. that, that has to be the aim this year. Uh, and if you fall short, so be it. Uh, but uh, I, I think that would, that would, I would be shocked if that wasn't the uh, outlook on, on 2023, just based on what we've seen, I think, and, and the ceiling as well. I don't think we've, I don't even think we've scratched the surface yet, to no. be honest. And, you know, look, look at us. We, we probably could have been three from three. Really, uh, but I, I think would you say that just based on the first three weeks that we are ahead of where most had us? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think most expected us to drop one of the first two, if not drop both of both of them. Yeah. Um, when I looked at the first four games, I think I, I think I had us at three and one. That's where I had us. That was yeah. my guess. Uh, I thought we'd lose to Geelong. Before the season started, I thought we'd beat Richmond, yeah. lose to Geelong, and then yeah. yeah, that was my guess when I was doing my tipping. So, no, fair point, fair point. Yeah, uh, Uger with a hundred dollars. Thank you, mate. He says 10,000. We can do it, we can do it, and we and then will you might do remove it. the decimal point with the donation. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on because we're getting excited here. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, let's touch on the reserves just quickly. Yep. 
disappointing. Yep, disappointing. Poor first half. They they seem to be in the first two weeks playing in patches. Like after quarter time around one, they dominated field territory and inside fifties, but just couldn't make a count. Uh, and then on the weekend, it was just not not great uh, from start to finish. I know GWS had a few big players come in. Uh, that Cadman's going to be a really good player, uh, the number one pick. But I think uh, I also think that. Um, uh, they had they had Phil Davis come back as well, which made it tough for Ben Crocker. Uh, but yeah, just another disappointing result, unfortunately. That that I think they are pretty inexperienced. I think with with the squad that they've brought in as well, uh, and there's been a little bit of chopping and changing. Losing Xavier Mar with an injury was not great. Um, he's a VFL listed boy, but Chincotta was good again. Heaps of the ball, uh, but yeah, just just disappointing. I, I don't. The only player and and. I'm really excited for, for this. Just result aside, I mean, results are important, but Jackson Bins. Reckon we yeah. Got a family there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Really, really like what I've seen from him in the first two weeks of VFL. Uh, yeah. He, he could play a little earlier than I think most expect. Really like him. Really yeah, like we'll him. touch on that. Selection's going to come up. We're going to touch on it towards the end, yeah. but... Uh, so yep. of the of the performances on the weekend in the reserves, who is genuinely putting their hand up or in the mix? Or is it one of those games where they played so poorly that you don't want to reward yeah. any of that? Maybe bins. Maybe if they want to go the way of, and I know that I know that they're sort of different players, but if they want to go a little bit more conservatively in the back line, maybe Plowman give Cowan a rest. I don't think they'll do that. I doubt they'll do that. Um, Maybe Bins comes in, or maybe, maybe if if Owies is out, which it looks likely he will be, maybe Honey takes that role. I know Cunningham, for those asking, only played. I think he only played a half. He was on very limited minutes, um, so yeah, he didn't have a huge impact on the game, but he got through. I think well from from all reports, and um, maybe Brody Kemp. I liked his game, uh, but again, he he's playing that sort of you know half back type of role at the moment that he's trying to be slung into the half forward role when they need him up there as well. So I don't think there's anyone really bashing the door down aside from bins uh, and maybe honey, if that's the case, but uh, it, it's not one of those ones where you're like, Oh yeah, he should get in. The only one I was looking at was bins and that's, that's about it for mine. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't watch all the reserves game. I watched the, probably the first quarter and then I saw some of the commentary in the in the player rating stream last night around we need to make changes, we need to drop O'Brien, Fisher needs a spell, someone mm. this this player needs a spell, and like mm. okay, fair if, if if someone feels that way, fair. But I think we need to move past the drop the player for the sake of dropping the player, like drop yeah. the player, and what's the solution? Like what is it's, it's like drop Fisher for who? Drop O'Brien for who? And <clears throat> You know, there's the notion of play the kids. Well, there's two first-year players in the team. Corey Durden's yep. in the team. Just Jesse yep. Motlop's in the team. Yep. We are playing the kids. They are there. They're, 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 they're on the field. Yep. So I'm just curious as to what we actually do with team selection. Always looks like he's going to miss. That's that's a hamstring and yep. that is what it is. Akers is injured. It's not a shoulder. Yep. It's a peck. And... Yep. He's obviously got the week. We'll probably touch on Blake Akers as a whole now. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Jack just, Martin for always could come in. Yes. Then there's the question. Wait, did he play in the reserves? No. No. So then my question is, I thought he looked unfit round one. Mm. 
to run out the game. Mm. So I it's don't. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I, it, it has the to me. It has the stench of Jack Martin. That's 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 what it feels like if they're going to bring in. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying stench in a bad way. I'm saying that it just has the feeling of always oh, out Martin in. Yeah, mm. has that feeling. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, yeah, we're doing the like for like, which is where I I like that. Has you to know? be, doesn't it? Has to be that way. So yeah. Blake Akers has been given a week for a yeah. knock on Brent Daniels in, in 40 seconds to go in the game. Yeah. It was graded as careless, uh, medium impact, and we're we're contesting it at the tribunal. Yeah. The real like we'll just cut to the chase. The thing I believe we're going to be arguing is if we it's the grading. I don't know how they un, how they graded it as medium impact and not low impact because I mean John Ralph will tell you that Brent Daniels stayed on the ground for 15 seconds. There's 40 seconds to go in the game. They've run their guts out. He's just having a lie down. He's yeah. not concussed. There's no yeah. injury report to suggest that he had an injury or a head injury or a knock or concussion of any sort. So I'm curious to see how it plays out. I can understand the careless grading because he was just he was just throwing himself at the contest yeah, and yeah, it was a bit yeah, of an yeah, yeah. knock. But yeah. to grade it as medium when Griffin Logue lined a player up and that was graded as medium, that's where I find the inconsistency. Yeah. I, again, I think if they can, the the only way out of it, and and that's what they will argue is is the grading of of the contact. So it'll be trying to get it from medium down to low, which I think they can do. Uh, it's just that they'll look at the injury report from, from Brent Daniels and say, well, he was fine. It was, you know, again, as you said, the last 40 seconds of the game, he's just run his guts out. He's been, you know, sort of thrown to the ground, hit the ground. And I, 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 I was shocked when it first happened. I, I get it. the only reason I think it was given a week now and, and it's stating the obvious is because of this, you know, the whole concussion class action. And as soon as you hit the head, it's, it's, you know, it's sacrosanct and I get that, but, uh, for, for me, I think just on a glance, it looked low impact, but there, it's all subjective, isn't it? It's just subjective. Correct. I think yeah. they're just covering their tracks for the AFL. A little bit of that. So we'll see. Um, we have a game on Friday night, Friday yeah. twilight. So yeah. round four against North Melbourne. And I just yeah. want to start this conversation with a little clip just to remind us it's a big game because we're coming up against the toughest toughest, most brave, courageous footballer in the AFL. I'm talking about the Sioux. Knowing that their history hasn't been all that flash. The Sioux. I'm talking about the Sioux. I can't wait and see if we're going to be quaking in our boots when Sioux Larky lines up against us on Friday. I can't well, wait. He did, he did kick seven on us uh, a couple of seasons ago uh, when we had uh, Reto Teague. Uh, yes. Been a long time since then. Uh, yeah, I think maybe Weeders and Youngie might have a bit of a chip on their shoulder when they uh, they go head to head with you. That that was a shocking act. That that was a real low act. Uh, you know, especially when it plays in a vulnerable position. Uh, to to me, that's worse than what Akers did. And didn't Larky get a week for it? Did he get a you week? Got nothing. Or you got nothing. Really? You sure? Nothing. I'm pretty sure he got nothing. Ari will confirm in the comments because I know he follows this very closely. I'm got a certain. I reckon, he did. I reckon he got cited. I'm certain he got cited for that. I reckon he might have got a week. Can somebody uh, in the chat yeah. for me? Yeah, I, I'm certain he did, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. 
Uh, yeah, that, that was a great. My mistake. He was banned. He was. I thought he was. It wasn't yeah. enough. It should have been a month. Should have been a yeah. month. Mate, that 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 that's neck. That's neck injury territory. That yeah. that's that's yeah. real dangerous. Like in the air, vulnerable as well. Uh, so yeah, as, as I said, I mean the the MRO shook a lot of basically, but uh, it's this game's a. I think from what we're looking at, there are very very limited seats left. I believe it's it's a sellout. Correct. So the reserve seating is a sellout. Uh, there's also one big point I wanted to raise. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Good Friday, so there's that. Um, Correct. There is the big, the biggest raffle of the year with the cheer squad. So right. uh, just want to bring that to everyone's attention. Very special yes. raffle, raising funds for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday appeal. Uh, so basically what's happening here is the Carlton cheer squad raffle happens every every week. So every ticket sold will help the 50,000 children from Victoria and beyond who are admitted to the wards of the Royal Children's Hospital, the 85,000 mm -hmm. patients who present to the emergency department and the 340,000 children treated in the clinics. So uh, raffling off a team and coach signed football. So 10 tickets for $10, 50 tickets for 20 and 200 tickets for $50. It's really straightforward. It's carltoncheersquad.com.au to get your raffle tickets. Uh, Lovely. So get amongst that. But on the game, how do you yep. feel about it? I'm, I'm, oh, I don't want to put it into the ether, but I think it all comes together this week under the roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had uh, I had us in between six to eight goals this week. Yeah. 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 I, I, I have a... I have a sense. I have a sense under the roof. We play, you know, good footy. I'm, I'm seeing Harry Mackay kick at least three or four. I'm, I'm just seeing it all come together uh, with the way that we move the ball. I watched North Melbourne pretty closely against against Hawthorne. Um, yep. It did. They did push at times, but yeah, I, I look at this game similar to the Giants. If we are professional, if we stay in the moment, and we don't look too far ahead at what, what could be and what we should be doing and we just stay in the moment, I think we're I think yep. we're in for a good night. Yep. No, no, we, we will be in for a good night. Um very confident we'll um we'll get the job done quite comfortably. I think I think I've been pretty spot on over the first three weeks with how we were gonna perform and uh, I'm pretty confident coming into this week that uh it'll be a pretty comfortable win. Uh, I'd have thought they might stick around for a little while just given it's good Friday football. That's that's their thing North Melbourne and they 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 love playing those Friday night games against us uh, and they they usually pick us as the opponent because they love playing us on these primetime games. So uh you know Clark will have them up and about for a little while but I think the the class the class and and experience factor should kick in for us uh and I've got no no issues with this game at all. It's not a danger yeah. game. Don't say it's a danger game because it's not a danger game. And uh, I think it'll be, yeah, anywhere between six to eight goals for us. Nice controlled performance is what I'm looking for. Fair. So team selection, early. Yep. It's it's Monday. Uh, injury report isn't officially yep. out, but yep. based off what we think we know, what would you do, you guys in the audience? And, and Paul, you mentioned, honey, uh, sorry, Martin for always potentially. Yeah, I think that'll be the that'll be the swap, uh, and I think it might be uh, I think it might be Matt Kennedy in for Ed Kerno. I think that'll be the uh, I think those will be the two the two changes that are that are made. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. And maybe if, if they want to go down the path, if they want to give Acres a rest uh, with that peck or whatever it is, uh, then then maybe they go with that and, and bring in O'Brien to actually start on the field. So that just opens up the sub, I guess, for 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 whoever that might be. So. 
uh, yeah, expecting two changes. Uh, Kennedy hopefully comes in. And, uh, yeah, I think Ed Kerner will make way for him. Yep. There was a bit of talk online. I mean, we're all just waiting for it. Uh, the Sam Walsh talk, a bit of talk around, do we yep. bring him in early? Do we not? Yep. Um, I have I have no idea. I have no idea where he's at. I have no idea. I know that from what I'm reading, he's training and yep. they're going to wait. They're going to reassess. I just don't think there's a need to rush anything. No, and if no it's rush. an extra week, if it's an extra two weeks, then so yep. be it. Yep. Um, I'd, I'd be, I know he's missed a fair bit of football as well. There wouldn't be too... I wouldn't be too worried if they brought him back through the resis just for a little bit, uh, but but I, 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 just more more a touch point of view. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's not a fitness thing; uh, just more of a touch thing. So, um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they were just to bring him bring him straight back in. So I don't think it'll be this week. Wouldn't surprise me though. Wouldn't surprise yep. me. Yeah. Fair. So, uh, firstly, thank you very much, Lewis. Welcome back, Lou. He's looking for Walsh and Kennedy in, but Lou, okay. who is out? We need the solution. Who are they yep. coming in for? Let us know. Uh, yes, what do we got? Lob in for Acres and Plow Sub. Plow sub. Idea. <laughs> okay, Maybe we'll throw him up forward like we did against Melbourne in that preseason under Voss for the first time. Remember that? You know what? Fair play to Lockie Plowman in the way he's going about it in the twos. Fair play. So we should. Yep. Fair so play. We so we should. Uh, have we missed out on the other news as well, Terry? We haven't no. really touched on this. Kick us off, mate. You're the one that's got the uh, Mr. SEN. What have you got for us? Sammy Sammy Edmund, who is one of my favourite journalists and one of my favourite uh, on-air newsbreakers, he's, he's a brilliant journalist, uh, has uh, said that Tom DeConing will be signing a two-year deal uh, at the Carlton Football Club, uh, an official announcement. <laughs> sign the ting, sign the ting. Get the pen, and and sign the sign the dotted line. So yeah, two years is understandable. Uh, I think that'll bring him up to the official unrestricted free agency period as a footballer, and that's just that's just smart management by his player agents. So uh, yeah, uh, TDK. Uh, two yeah, years. Two years. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I always felt. I mean, it's not official yet, so I'll wait. But I always felt, and I still feel, like, why leave now? <laughs> <laughs> You've been through five, six years of pain there. Yeah, drafted in twenty seventeen. You lived through eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. You, you you were at the club for there. I always felt this doesn't make sense. Um, but look, you're right. It's, he's been eating two dollar steaks at Carlton for for five years. You know, you don't want to miss out on the. On the uh, the wagyu with uh, you know with uh, with the lovely caviar on the side as well with what's to come at Carlton in the next couple of seasons, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> <laughs> because the, at the end of this year or next year, all you heard was seventeen times. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, we're we're on the cusp of something, and and you know, hopefully, we just get it confirmed. So we can get on with it. Yes. But yeah, can it I just really... say? Can I just say? Great news, but I, you know what? And you, you mentioned it just then. Like, why would he leave now? I actually, I went back, and 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 this is just me reminiscing, right? And I don't like always looking back, but just to see how we've developed as a club and as a fan base. Do you remember that time we lost to Port Adelaide? It was Murph's last game. Nineteen <laughs> straight goals there. <laughs> I just went back to our fan camps and I just like I was crying. I was in tears. <laughs> <It's just> like... 
God. Oh, Mars God. and I came on, and Mars was like, you know, it's bad when Mars is laughing after a big loss. Like, yeah. That's when you know it's bad. <laughs> Mars has this ability to pick the time when to come on the fan cams. He knows yeah. when to come on. He, yeah. he knows his moment. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? It's, I'm glad we have the memories. I struggle to watch yeah. old content. I really do. I, I, I find <laughs> I find myself just cringe, cringing at myself. I just do. But I'm grateful. Like it won't matter when I'm dead, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that we have the memories because it it yeah. it has to be a reminder of where we've come from. And you know, we get a little yeah. bit caught up in what we should be in this, and a bit frustrated at the way we yeah. win now. But oh, mate, we were we were like at at death's door banging down the door asking come on get now it done we, now we want percentage <laughs> yeah see yeah. this is what pommy and i always say the fans are a big thing in setting the standard don't forget that do yes. not forget that correct now three minutes to go yes sir. i'm gonna play so we've got the almost blues brothers coming up right after this live tomorrow night is the jumper punch promo and time baby Take a look at who is going to be joining them. G'day all, Steve Kernahan here. Do yourself a favour. Watch every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock The Jumper Punch. What a great show. Bits of Rocco, great men, great show. Go the Blues. Beautiful. That's <laughs> Mate, you got it right the first time. <laughs> You've done it. You a did testament, it. A testament to the hard work Vince, Rocco, Mars and I have put in over the last three years. It's been a, a labour of love uh, and uh, Sticks decided that uh, he'd, he'd come on for a, for a good hour at, uh, at the club to have a chat with uh, Vince and Rocco uh, and us yeah. at the Jumper Pump show. It was, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Looking forward to it and, and you should all be looking forward to it uh, going to air. And I think, again, it's just a testament to to what we've done as a channel and and really uniting uniting a fan base, uniting old players, uniting the club at the moment as well. So, um, you know, a united fan base and a united club can achieve anything. So, yeah, yeah good, good right. to see Sticks with a big fat smile on his face too. Yeah, it, it's, it can be very, very easy to take what we have now for granted with the yep. media that, I mean, Carlton fans direct the Carlton narrative now. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. And I remember we spoke about this off air. Like I had this feeling like the sticks interview would come. I'll be honest. Uh, it, it's probably come a little earlier than what I thought. I thought he would be really, really, really difficult to get on. So yeah. just watching the promo then I'm like, fuck, like, you know, to see him say the words, the jumper punch and it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. And we should acknowledge the the milestone. Yeah, no, he's a uh, he's a very very good get, uh, and I'm looking forward to to hearing the stories and and legends he had to to talk about at the club as well. So again, as much as we're looking forward, which is what we need to do, uh, you, you can't forget about the past as well. So you know th yeah. these blokes are trying to forge the club forward too because they want to they ultimately need to and and are begging to hand over the baton. You know, and and what better yeah. sight would it be to see? Big sticks, you know, there on grand final day saying, 
Ross, Cripper, here you go, mate. This is yours. Correct. Sticks needs a rest, mate. <laughs> I know. They all need a bloody rest, mate. <laughs> being the, the heroes of the club. So, no, that's awesome. So, 7 p.m. tomorrow, the jumper punch, yep. ready to go, ready to premiere. Uh, the teams will be on a – it's a Friday game, so Wednesday teams, right? Thursday? Thursday night, Thursday? I think. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday night final teams for Friday. Okay, yeah. So teams – the rest yeah. on Wednesday. The besties. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got the besties hoodie on. I've got it on. I've caved. <laughs> the besties. Um, are doing a great job with the post-match interviews as well. They, and the are, they are, actually, with those little – those little microphones. Yes. So the best is on Wednesday, the rest on Wednesday, the teams on Thursday, the watch along on Friday, the fan cams on Friday, the review, the player ratings on Saturday. It's it's, it's a well-oiled machine at the moment. It just sorts itself out. It's great. No, Everyone it's knows what they're doing. Exactly. So, Paul, thanks for being here. You've Thank got a you. big shift tonight, don't you? Yes, 11 to 3. Uh, the overnight crowd, SEN, your home of sport. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to call through, oh four three three ninety eight eleven sixteen to text through on the forty winks temper text line. Get around it. Amazing. Good night, everyone. Stay tuned. The Almost Blues Brothers are coming to you live very shortly. Have a good one. Go Blues. Go Blues.